0: time to heed the call for financial freedom. This is the Audible Advisor Podcast with Spiros Vasilakos of Athenian Private Client Group. Great to have you back on the Audible Advisor Podcast. I'm Ben George. He is Spiros Vasilakos, president over at Athenian Private Client Group serving the Tampa area. You'll find us online, the audibleadvisor.com. Spiros, welcome in. What's going on today?
1: Oh, nothing much, Ben. Thanks. Uh, You know, just winding down the summer, people coming back from vacation, and uh, kids are back in school down here. So uh, it is back
0: to normal again. I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. It feels like school starts earlier and earlier every year. I mean, I see these early beginning of August pictures. And I I remember back when I was in school, I thought could have sworn it was like late August, even into early September when we went back. But kids these days are going back early.
1: Yeah, I remember. Uh, man, I grew up in New York, so uh, yeah. we start in September. It's always after Labor Day. We just knew that we were starting school down here in Florida. Big shift down here. The thing is, they start early and they finish early, so yeah. that that's a good thing.
0: A little bit of a trade-off there. Well, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. We're going to do a mailbag episode. going to change it up a bit and answer questions that have come in to the show, to Spiros and his office, and try to do our best here to answer him today. Again, just a little heads up that we'll do our best. But again, you want to sit down with an advisor to get a full look at your situation and to get give them an opportunity to see your entire picture before providing any guidance for you. But today we'll give some, some overall, uh, some general insight into how Spiros would approach each of these questions and issues today. But again, if you want to set up a time to meet with Spiros... The audibleadvisor.com is the website and the phone number as well, 727-754-8418. Starting off with Carrie, who's in Palm Harbor, says, I just started a new job that has higher upside than my previous job, but a lower base salary. I'm counting on some big commissions in my future, but my base salary is low enough that it would be hard to contribute to a 401k and still pay my bills. Is it okay just to use my commissions for retirement savings, even though those payments will be somewhat irregular?
1: Yeah, you know, you can. uh, It's a great question, uh, Carrie. I think, uh, yes, you can use your commission. The only part is that if you're going to contribute to a 401k, it's normally, uh, you know, every pay period you're making that contribution. But there, there is, you know, what I would recommend, obviously, uh, is maybe taking a look at a Roth IRA. I mean, depending on where your income is, uh, you know, if you meet the income uh, criteria limit, you'd be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. Now, you know, the contributions aren't um, as high as a 401k, but, you know, you can start there. And once your income starts to increase then you can enroll into the 401k plan and you can start making contributions but don't be concerned that you know you can't contribute into any retirement account the Roth IRA is actually a really good option and you know, if you want to make more money, if you make more money and you want to contribute into your four hundred one k, you can do both. By the way, you can actually contribute into your four hundred one k, you can max out on that, and you can continue uh, contributing into your Roth IRA and making sure that uh, as long as your income limits are aren't high and they meet the
0: criteria, you could do both. I'm guessing a lot of that it's just about. Um discipline too, right? Just knowing that you're able to set aside those extra payments, even when you get a, you know, you get that nice large paycheck with the extra commissions that month, it can be very tempting to use that for something else. But as long as you're disciplined in your approach to contributing and, and saving in your 401k, then it's okay.
1: Yeah, listen, as long as you have a, you know, some sort of plan strategy, and we always do this through cash flow analysis and budgeting. uh, That's how we're able to see how much uh, you you should be making in contributions, what discretionary income you have. And as long as you have that plan, uh, you shouldn't have a problem. Now, things will always get tweaked. Things will change. But that's the whole point of having a plan. You can actually do that.
0: All right. Thank you for that question, Carrie. Mark in Trinity, this is what his question has for you this week. Uh, I was under the impression that the tax laws from a few years ago would mainly benefit rich people. But I'm the definition of middle class, and it appears my taxes were a lot lower this year than they were a few years ago. Do you think I did something wrong? I don't think you
1: did anything wrong. I just think you need to look at uh, what caused uh, you to pay Less taxes, right? So the first person I would obviously ask and talk to is your tax advisor, your CPA. They, they'll be able to give you, uh, really more of a, an understanding on why you pay less in taxes. And you know what? That's always good news if you're paying less in taxes. You know, that means you have more money to basically Away, you know, towards retirement, or you can do some other stuff. Now, you know, I always tell people, here are some of the things that will actually lower your taxes. Obviously, any contributions into a retirement account. So if you made a contribution into a 401k, whatever whether you maxed out or you did some sort of contribution that will actually lower your taxable income uh the other you know the other one that we see a lot is health savings accounts right so these are accounts that are um through your employer and basically you're putting money away into this account so that you can use that money for you know any uh health situation thing. so you can use that money for that but we see people also using that when they retire they're using that as as a retirement fund as well which is a great way to do it because it's all tax free then, you know, you have also a fl- flexible savings account, uh, which is this pretty much similar to a health, um, you know, health uh, savings account, uh, works a little differently. Uh, and then, you know, you can also, if you own a business, you might be claiming business deductions. You know, if you if you may claim some home office deductions, if you work from home uh, and, you know, if you travel and, you, you know, you, you obviously have a business and you're traveling, you can also deduct a lot of those traveling expenses uh, as well. So I would really talk to your accountant, your Tax advisor first just to figure out
0: why it was lower you'll have your answer it's always a nice feeling when that tax bill is lower isn't it
1: oh absolutely (laughs) i mean i've never had a client come in and say oh my god my taxes went down and they were upset about it they were always happy so
0: i love it all right thanks for that question mark uh doris is an indian rocks says i'm a very very conservative investor and i have about 80 percent of my 401k in a money market fund I know that's probably not the best idea, but I'm afraid of making the wrong choice at the wrong time if I take too much risk. How badly am I hurting myself with this approach?
1: Well, listen, Doris, being conservative is OK, uh, but it all depends on where you are in your retirement, I guess, journey. So if you're closer to retirement, then yes, I would recommend Retaining as much as you have uh, and that you've accumulated throughout the years and retaining that. Now, 80% in a money market account, I believe, is really high so what I will tell you is this you really have what we do for our clients first thing we always do is we always take a risk assessment it seems like risk is really you know uh, the reason why you have the money in a money market account so when you do that risk assessment we're able to actually see okay what is what is your risk number it comes out with a risk number and then we're able to actually either one customize a type of portfolio for a client or like yourself uh, being in a 401k we can actually help you, put together uh construct a portfolio that suits the options that are in your 401k so you know look my suggestion you know is make sure you're working with a financial advisor if you're not and if you are these are the types of questions that you know you really want to make sure that uh, you're having these conversations with them now Remember, the other thing that we also do is that we do what we call a retirement income analysis. The goal is to make sure that you've accumulated enough money to make sure that you don't run out of money when you retire. So, you know, what that covers is basically tells us, here's how much you have currently, okay? Here's how much money you're contributing every year, and here's how much money you wanna withdraw from your retirement account. So put combining all those together And saying, if you were to live for the next 20 or 25 years, here's how much money you're going to need to sustain uh, the income levels that that you're going to need when you retire. So, again, talk to your financial advisor. If they're not doing it, you need to go out there and get one.
0: And it feels like this is a situation probably a lot of people are in that are conservative, right? They're just afraid that, hey, as soon as I take that money out and start investing it, I'm really exposing myself to too much risk. And there's a lot of downside, but there's a lot of work around with that with proper planning.
1: Yeah, and what what we see the reason why people are fearful is because they've had past experiences where they had their money, you know, in equities and and you know risk type of uh, vehicles, and they've lost money. and And the reason is is because they probably didn't have uh, an advisor, or their advisor wasn't advising them to stay on the journey stay on the path you have a long time horizon you know and by shifting and getting out into the markets you can actually be really hurting yourself doing that so you know again i tell people if you have a plan and you're able to proactively manage the portfolio having your advisor doing that then you can sustain a lot of the volatility but at the end of the
0: day you can't panic Thanks for that question, Doris. All right. How about this one from Scott in Davis Island? says, I'm interested in buying a rental property or two, but should I wait until my own mortgage is paid off before I do that?
1: Well, the first thing I will tell you, Scott, is I would suggest uh, putting together a cash flow analysis so that this way you can see if you can actually afford purchasing the rental property as an investment. In addition, I would actually tell you that, you know, I would suggest checking one, your credit score, because it's going to make a difference unless you're buying the property in cash. Okay. And you also want to make sure that you have your financials available, because if you are going to take out a loan to purchase those properties, you're going to need that information. Now, look, some people will ask me, is it a good idea to take money out of my retirement accounts to actually buy investment property? Listen. You gotta remember that the purpose for retirement savings is actually for retirement. However, there is an option. Um, you can actually purchase real estate within your IRA account. It's what we call a self-directed IRA. Now, look. Many self-directed IRA account owners, particularly those who actually love to buy, you know, real estate, use the IRA owned, and it's owned uh, through an LLC. And so what you have to understand is that the IRA LLC is the structure. The IRA is typically owned 100% by the LLC, but it's the LLC that turns uh, the ownership of the real estate into the account. So, you know, yes, there is options to do that. Um, Again, self, you know, self-directed IRAs work. Uh, I I really don't recommend, you know, people putting 100% of their IRA money into these types of real estate vehicles, because even though they're non correlated, you can still get hurt. Uh, so, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? So, I would recommend, you know, just being diversified, but you do have that option to do that.
0: All right. Good stuff, Scott. Thank you for that question. Uh, how about one more from Leslie in St. Pete? She says, I have a financial advisor who has done a good job for me over the years, but my brother always says I could be doing better. Should I listen to my brother or should I just tell him to leave me
1: alone? Listen, we get this all the time. We have clients that come in and said, Hey, you know what? My brother, my sister, my friend, my neighbor, you know, has told me, you know, I could do a lot better and you know, there, there should be other things that, you know, I should be doing. Well, look, the most important thing is that you have a comfortable relationship with your financial advisor if you have that and you're happy with the value that he or she's giving you then you know what and they're doing a great job and they're communicating and they're educating you well you know at the end of the day you shouldn't have to make the change you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side And that's what i tell my clients you know if you're comfortable and you're and your advisor's doing the right thing great now if they're not if they're not doing the right thing then yeah go out and get a second an opinion, interview interview other financial advisors. But you know what? At the end of the day, your brother to, you know, Leslie, your brother probably has different objectives, uh, different risk factors than you do. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you're gonna you're gonna be able to sustain or have make more money, you may be actually taking on a lot of risk if you were to go with somebody else. So just be very careful. Stay with the person that you're with as long as you have a good relationship with them and you trust them, uh, and don't and tell your brother thank you, but no thank you.
0: <laughs> and it's always okay to get a second opinion, right? Even if you just wanna check with someone. I know you welcome people to come in and just have them uh, give you an opportunity to look over their portfolio and provide some feedback.
1: Sure, and you know, as long as you're getting constructive feedback from the advisor who's giving you the second opinion. Now, I've I've sat down with clients where, you know, their their stuff is great. I mean, they're doing the right things. The advisor is actually you know constructed a a portfolio that's meeting their objectives, meeting their risks. Okay, and I tell you know the individual the only reason why I would tell you not to want to work you know or not continue working with them is if they're not communicating with you, if they're not educating with you, if you just don't feel comfortable with them. But if that's not the case, then I will tell them, stay with your advisor. They're doing a great job for you, and there's no need for you to uh, worry.
0: All right. Great stuff. And we appreciate all the questions. Some good things to cover today, and hopefully something along the way, uh, something you were interested in. So hopefully you learned something today on the podcast. I always like these mailbag shows because you can kind of bounce around a number of topics, and we covered a lot here today. But if you have questions for Spiros, the best place to start is the audibleadvisor.com. You can send them in there. You can also schedule a time to meet with Spiros. But if you want to jot down this number, it is 727-754-8418. That is the number to the Athenian Private Client Group. I will right, we'll close it out, Spiros. On that note, uh, good stuff as always. We appreciate the insight.
1: Great, Ben. Thanks uh, to everybody for listening to this uh, episode. And again, like I always say, keep moving towards financial independence. And uh, I wish you all the best and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer.
0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Athenian Private Client Group are not affiliated.